one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> welcome back to If I Didn't Love, I'd Cry. Um, how are you all doing? I always ask this, expecting to get an answer, but no answers come. So I just hope, right? I hope you're all doing good. I hope you had a great Christmas break. Um, I hope that you also had a very good new year. What are some of your new year's plans? Plans? Um, what's this? People, the, the plans that people make. Yeah, resolutions. What are some of your new year's resolutions? You know, if any. I find it pointless now to make any New Year's resolutions. I think um, I come up with like a motto, something just to focus on. This year, right, <laughs> this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but this year I am not going to feel guilty about not keeping in touch with people who don't keep in touch with me. What is that about? I'm always thinking, oh my goodness, I haven't checked up on so-and-so, but so-and-so is not even checking up on me. Actually, when I consider it, so-and-so never checks up on me. I'm always the one to check up on so-and-so. So, you know, keeping the same energy. Um, If I am thinking of so-and-so, I will message so-and-so and check up on so-and-so, right? But besides that, I am absolutely just going to be chilling. Um, Oh, how am I doing? I am doing good. I'm doing great, in fact. I'm just really, really tired, actually. I've spent my Christmas period in Reading. And um, my nephews, my niece, and then my daughter came and joined. And honestly, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally fatigued. I'm physically fatigued. Um, can't wait to go back to my house. <laughs> can't wait to go back up north. I'm still in Reading whilst recording this. So, yeah. Um, but it has been really, really good. I've had such an amazing time. But you do start to miss home a little bit when you're not at home, you know. Um, so I can't wait to go back. I feel like I'm saying M a lot. But we move, we move. Um, on today, <laughs> lol. On today's episode, it's just me. It's a solo dolo episode. And since we're switching gears up a bit. 
since we're switching gears up a bit, I thought to myself, oh my days, am I just going to like straight up do Bible study? But I thought, oh gosh, I don't know how, I don't know how that's going to sit. And I don't think I'm well equipped to even like do straight up Bible study whilst I'm still learning and studying the Bible. However, however, my trusted Reddit community friends are needing some answers right? And obviously everybody listens. The queen, oh, oh, I've said too much. Listen, I'm not used to having a king. So pardon my blunder. <laughs> I was about to say the queen herself listens. <laughs> the king listens, okay? All the civilians, everybody listens. The presidents, your mums, your grandmas, everybody listens to this podcast. So I am sure that every single person who wrote some of these questions on Reddit, they're going to hear the answers today because they listen. Before we get into it, let's start off the show as per usual with uh, getting things off my chest. Hmm. What have I got to get off my chest? I have a lot of things to get off my chest, but this happened today. Um, we went somewhere, we were coming back and as we're driving, there's this, um, bus parked and you know, when you can swing around a bus because they're parked by a bus stop, but there's a gap, right? There's a gap that you can literally maneuver that bus. This car is in front of me now and they're approaching this, approaching, approaching this bus and they literally look like they're going to loop around and swing around the bus as you do, but they just, they just stop. And I thought, all my days because I was, listen, I was just following behind thinking we're going to be doing the same thing, but they just decided, no, nah, I don't want to do it. And then they just waited there. Then the bus indicated and we had to be behind the bus. Listen, that, that nearly, nearly darkened my spirit. Yeah, but I had to catch myself real quick and tell me it's just happened. It won't change. It's all good. Kept it pushing. But that really grinds my gears. The drivers who hesitate on the road, whether that's a roundabout, whether that's a traffic light, whether that's on a motorway, when you hesitate, you can cause an accident. You're actually a hazard, right? If you do this, you're a hazard and you better stop. You, in fact, just go to DVLA and say to DVLA, I don't deserve this and give back your license because it's getting on my nerves now. It's winding me up. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's not that deep, but it's deep. You get it? Like, stop it. Okay. And you know what? My dad, this happened to my dad a number of times where but we were at a roundabout. I say number, it's just like a couple. And this person, I think it was a lady, was in front of him driving, and she's at a roundabout. And she's going. She's literally about to start going. And then she decides she doesn't want to do it. And she hesitated. Right? My dad is thinking, well, we could have both got through, or obviously not. If not that, my dad thought, well, it's time for me to move forward now. It's going to be me who's going to take her spot. No, she hesitated. My dad banged into her. My girl had the audacity to come out of the car ranting and raving. You just hit my car. You just hit my car. And my dad's like, yeah, I know. Like, let's just swap details. And she's just busy yap, yap, yapping. You know what I mean? But it's just annoying when people do that. But yeah. <sighs> glad I got that off my chest because I know that people who do do this are going to listen and they're going to be like, yeah, I better stop. I better pack that in. 
embarrassing if I didn't laugh out cry story. Hmm. Strap in. Come closer. Right? It's story time. It's story time. Listen. Listen. One time I was out um clubbing. Yeah, back in my day, I used to go clubbing and I went out clubbing. This is when I used to use my sister's ID. Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> I didn't even have my own ID. I used to use my sister's ID. I memorized everything, even our star sign, right? Because just in case the bouncers quiz me, I'd be like Sagittarius. <laughs> and this is my name. Say the whole thing, fam. Anyway. So we went out clubbing and I felt really good this day. And I think I looked really good. This is back in the day because new boys, you know, you're a jerk. I know you're a jerk. I know you're a jerk. I know you're a jerk. Hey, hey, yeah. That song was like the hot song. One of the hottest songs out playing. Yeah. So we're in the club and I'm with my friends. We're feeling good. We're looking good. We're smelling good. You know the vibes. And there's this one friend of mine who was like a really good dancer. I don't know about now, but I don't think you lose that stuff. So he's a really good dancer. Um, we've lost touch a little bit, but we are now on the dance floor. Now, you know, there are people in the clubs who are allergic to keeping the drink in their hands and not spilling it. You get it. So the whole dance floor is a little bit wet. And now it's time. The song comes on and I'm gassed because I know the moves. I know how to jerk. I, I just learned to be fair. <laughs> so the song comes on and we're in the vibe. And me and this guy are starting to dance. We're dancing, we're vibing, we're vibing. And then the chorus comes on. Yeah. And I start jerking in heels. In heels. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it just fine. I am absolutely killing it. Right. Everybody is hype. But there's this ice cube of some sort that was out to sabotage me. And I did a violent jerk. Yeah. This jerk was going to be the jerk of all time. <laughs> and I slipped and I fell. <laughs> I slipped and I fell. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the embarrassment? And my friends were like, oh, but then my guy, the guy that I was with, he lifted me up and he helped me. No one else helped me besides him. The rest of the people were laughing and, you know, I just had to slide off and laugh a little bit. But bro, that was so embarrassing. An amazing moment was just tainted just like that. Get me home right now. Get me home Right now, I don't even care for a kebab or any chicken or anything like that. Get me home, get me in my bed, turn the lights off, right? Close the curtains, don't open them, don't turn the lights off for, for weeks. But I had to move on quite quickly, just had to slide the thing off. But have you ever fallen in a club? How sticky you get? How disgusting it is? Yeah, fam. Maybe I wasn't over it. Maybe I'm not over it. Lol. It's out there now. It's out there now. Now I'm over it. There we go. We move. But that was so embarrassing. And I don't know if I've said this story before. I feel like I've said all my stuff. I don't even know if I've got any more embarrassing stuff. You know what I mean? But if I have, have it again. <laughs> have it again. Trolling my Reddit community, we move on to the next bit. I think I'm going to keep these episodes relatively short. Well... 
I say that, but knowing me, I'm going to yappa, yappa, yappa on and until my heart's content, to be honest with you. So let's just let the spirit lead. I'm going to start with like a very simple question that I thought was quite nice for a lot of people to ponder on and to ponder upon. What is the one thing every person should experience in life? So what do you guys think is the one thing that every person should experience in love, in life? I think one of my answers will probably be like, well, if you're a woman, then I would say motherhood. It's like a really, really like, oh, I don't know what how to describe motherhood, right? But I would also say, because that's not a universal thing, but one truest answer I can give that I'm like, everybody should experience this is like conversion from whatever belief you've got to the biblical heavenly God belief. Like there is nothing like it. Now I was born in the faith, but I haven't been faithful and haven't always been faithful. Um, I think my spirit, my my faith, my Christian walk has kind of like been led by my parents. I've been carried by them a little bit, which is amazing. Um, but it was never for me. It was never just me. So I think the one thing that I've experienced on the la- at the latter end of 2022 was like true conversion, where I say this is my belief now. This is my faith. I want to believe in this, and I do believe in everything that I read know and have learned and I think everybody should experience that it's nothing like anything I can describe besides peace it's peaceful to know that you are loved and to know that you have a light in every dark situation there's always a light we're always saying oh there's no light at the end of the tunnel is there a light at the end of the tunnel with true conversion or when you truly believe in Jesus Christ you don't ever think like that you you shouldn't think like that because there is the light in the tunnel. It's not dark in the tunnel. You've got the light in there with you. It's Jesus. So I think that's a cool experience to have. And I think everybody should experience that. I would hope for everybody to experience that, even though I know it's impossible, but it's a hypothetical question after all. Right. I thought this one was really interesting, right? Before I get into the biblical Christian stuff, I thought this, this confession was interesting. I thought, wow. So the title is called, Deny Me a Promotion, I'll Report You to Every Agency I Can. Dot, dot, dot. So buckle in. So my employer is pretty garbage. They were a small company, but growing rapidly. When I started around a year ago, I was one of five employees in an office. Now there's 20 of us. As a result, the HR is completely the HR is a complete mess. They offered me a promotion, queue a month of negotiations on compensation, ETC, where on deadline day they pulled out the offer. Now I spend my days reporting every misdeed I can see. Requests after submit false reviews, I report you to the hosting site. Sell products that infringe on IPs, I'll report you to trading standards. You haven't carried out proper safety training, guess who's getting an email? (laughs) It's nice to be a whistleblower, even on really small stuff. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I wish I had this much time on my hands, but I don't. And I wish I had this much, like, 
not even I don't wish nothing like I'm saying I wish I'm being sarcastic to be honest with you this is sad I feel like the last bit of like you know the report in request stuff to um submit reviews etc etc I feel like that's a thing you should fight in-house but why would you bother or why would you take it upon yourself to report this company whilst working for it to to like the powers that be so to speak you know what I mean why not just express your disappointment and your feelings to the company I know that HR is a mess but at the end of the day your employee rights should tell you that they can't just get rid of you and things like that but why spend so much time being petty it's this is like the quote of like um hating somebody is like drinking poison and expecting or hoping the other person dies you are basically like poisoning your spirit by just doing these things it's like now you are going out of your way to look out for every minuscule mistake so you can report the company but you work for it <laughs> to what end when does it stop so i thought it was so interesting to see that there are people out there like this i would just quit I would just say, yo, you messed me around and I would just, you know, seek a new employment and I would leave. Um, but I'm not saying that reporting like health and safety breaches is a bad thing. But I think that maybe you should start in-house, right? What would Jesus do? I think Jesus would like rebuke the people in-house um, instead of going out there and just reporting and wreaking havoc for what? You know what I mean? For what? So I just thought it was really interesting. I wonder what you guys think on that. Am I wrong for thinking the way I'm thinking and this person justified in their reasoning and why they're doing things? Or is it actually just energy? Or am I just one of those people who are quite lazy to do these things? I've only given a bad review once, but that's because, oh, it was an awful experience. How am I going to a restaurant to pay X, you know, for food and the food comes out lukewarm, disgusting. The service is just shocking as well. There's hair in the food. There is just, I don't know. I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah. And the service, I, I could just tell that they were not bothered with us because it was just black people. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, here we go, playing that card again. Unless you're black, you don't know, right? And it's funny because a lot of white people are the ones who say that comment, oh, pulling out the black card. And I always think, what's the black card? <laughs> Do you understand how problematic that is to say, oh, pulling out the black card? <laughs> I am black and I have black person experiences. And I experience discrimination because I am black. So what is the black card? <laughs> it's just interesting. But yeah, no, it felt borderline. It was giving, it was giving tones of racism, the undertone of racism. It was giving that. So, you know, I was so like disturbed in my spirit. I thought, I can't just leave this. I want to, I want to write a review. So I went to write a review, but did it help me? No, it didn't help me to get my money back it didn't help me to unexperience what I experienced it actually just made me feel worse to be honest with you because I thought I hope it gets approved and yeah I think the best thing for things like this when it's like this is just my opinion when it's like injustices out there sometimes they're worth fighting but others you just have to go to the proverbial being q and 
buy some tools and some wood and build a bridge and get over it. You get me? You get me. Now we're moving to the more interesting part that I'm really excited about. So this one is not a Christian, but dot, dot, dot. And I hope that somebody um, who's listening can relate to this or can resonate with some of this. And maybe I can bring some insight with some things that I know. So I'm not claiming to be like a prophet. (laughs) I'm not claiming to be a weathered teacher or preacher or anything like that. Yeah, this is just my understanding of reading the Bible or just based on my understanding of what I know. So this question goes, hello. I used to be a Christian, but now I'm not because of a lot of things I've learned. But I do see a lot of the Bible in real life. One example is the war right now with Russia invading Ukraine. In the Bible, it says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. This is only the beginning. I'm at the point where I don't know what to believe because I have so many questions about God and the Bible are no sufficient answers. But I keep seeing things the Bible talks about in real life. Anyone else feeling this way? Who thinks those verses are referring to what's going on today? Now, I think to simply answer these questions is, yeah, like I am seeing these things personally, right? I'm feeling these things as well. Um, I think the Bible, no, I think the Bible talks about um, the coming to the close of the world as we know it, life as we know it. It's just going to be moving rapid, right? So one might argue, oh, there's always been wars. There's, there's been wars for a very, very long time, but it's like now it's moving a little bit rapid and you can't necessarily find a plausible explanation for some of these conflicts, right? Yes, there are explanations, but let's think, let's sit down and reason with each other and say what's really going on. So um, this verse actually comes from most of the Gospels, but I'm going to read it from Matthew. From Matthew chapter 24, Right. And I'm going to start from verse verse. <laughs> I'm going to start from verse um, four, just a little bit after, you know, some of it. It says, take heed that no one deceives you. And in verse five, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Now, these things have been happening for a very, very long time. They have. But as of late, we are witnessing or experiencing a lot of natural disasters at a rapid pace. We are witnessing a lot of, um, I would say, conflicts within countries and allies etc that the countries have at a more rapid pace there is a lot more uncertainty with a lot of things um and i believe that what you are experiencing is true i believe that there is a certain spirit out currently that i feel anyway that people are either becoming more and more spiritually awakened and spiritually aware and or are going the opposite way of absolutely shunning um, 
scripture shunning anything to do with God uh, in such firm ways, right? And I think it's very interesting because we are living in such a time. Um, a lot of these things are prophetic and prophetic things um, happen, I would say, in trickles. But you will know it when the time is here. For sure you will know it because there will be, I don't know, a certain spirit of fear in the air too but then a certain spirit of firmness to certain people who believe in the scriptures and who believe in the word of God whereby they will not be shaken by any other things happening but it is happening it is happening um so your thoughts on like I don't know you not knowing what to believe etc believe in God yeah, believe in what scripture says. And you say that you're a Christian, but you're not a Christian anymore. Mm. Mm. Because if you can have the thought of, oh, you know, these things are in the Bible and I don't know what to believe and stuff, maybe that is the tug of war that's happening in your heart and in your mind, whereby you know that the things that are written are true. But maybe you've experienced certain disappointments in your life and you've placed the blame off, put it to God and you just don't know which way to turn. Or maybe certain things have happened to you personally, or maybe you, you don't have the answers or the scriptures do not make sense in some aspects. And no one has been there to help study with you and stuff, but it is happening. Um, and it is just the beginning of trouble because it will get a lot worse it will get a lot worse. I know that a lot of people who follow me on Instagram have probably seen me write certain things, bringing some political things, bringing some Christ, um, some religious things in there. But I always say this, nothing, nothing that we're experiencing in life is just random. You see, it's all spiritual warfare. And somewhere in the Bible, it talks about God being the one who wills, um, who takes leadership and things like that. You think it's just random, but it's not. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You know, and these things must come to pass, you know, these wars that we can't explain and the innocent people dying and things like that, they must come to pass. And those innocent people dying as well, there is verses written about um death being given authority to kill i think it's like a third of the earth and stuff like that why are we seeing a lot of people dying there's a school shooting there there's a shooting there there's a random stabbing here it's happening in quick successions if you think 10 years ago 
to now. Some might say, oh, well, it's because right now it's televised or we see about or read about on the internet. Yes, that's true as well. But it's not how it wasn't happening as intensely as it is happening now. So a lot of prophecies are coming to pass, but a lot of us are unfortunately sleeping to the fact because we're just concluding it's just humans. It's just human nature. It's just the state of the world. But think, think if evil is progressing and the Bible says that evil will progress in the end times, then can we not link the two together? Should we not link to the two together? Why wouldn't we link the two together? You know, you are not alone in that thought. I've been having that thought as well. And um, I have been finding comfort in the scripture. And actually, when you do find comfort in this scripture, you do not, you are not afraid of what's to come. You're actually just trusting your heart and just say, come what, well, come what may, right? And may God be with us and may God be with me. Um, so, yeah. These verses are referring to what's happening today, what has been happening for a while. I mean, there have been wars in certain countries for ages, right? So we've been hearing about wars. And before Russia and Ukraine even went to war, there was a rumor that they were going to go to war. I released or I published on my Instagram story a bulletin, right? That was written by... um I don't know who it was written by, but it was, no, it was written by scientists, the world scientists. And it was a doomsday clock bulletin and it was addressed to leaders and citizens of the world. The subject, this is regarding at doom's doorstep. It is 100 seconds to midnight. This was published on January 20th, 2022. And I'll read you a relatively small portion of this, um, whereby it talks about, um, just the things that will happen or the things that we will be seeing. And it reads, um, U.S. relations with Russia and China remain tense, with all three countries engaging in an array of nuclear modernization and expansion efforts, including China's apparent large-scale program to increase its deployment of silo-based... Gosh, I need to slow down when I read. Silo-based long-range nuclear missiles, the push by Russia, China, and the United States to develop hypersonic missiles, and the continued testing of anti-satellite weapons by many nations. If not restrained, these efforts could mark the start of a dangerous new nuclear arms race. Other nuclear concerns, including North Korea's unconstrained nuclear missile expansion, and the, in brackets, as yet, unsuccessful attempts to revive the Iran nuclear deal contribute to growing dangers. Ukraine remains a potential flashpoint and Russian troop deployment to the Ukrainian border heightened day-to-day tensions. This was written before the war even started. That's the rumors of the wars. And if you consider ev- every other thing that I've read as well with the other countries, There's more to come. There's more that will be coming, you know? And another thing that I realized was a lot of countries, when it comes to wars and it comes to governance and things like that, it's not about you, yeah? It's not about me. It's not about the people who go out to vote. We get promised a lot of nice, shiny things. I'll do this, I'll do this if you want me into office. You vote them in, but they don't, it's not about that. They can appease you here and there, but they're more focused on 
you know, strengthening their allies, on strengthening their defense, on strengthening their their currency, things like that. That's got nothing to do with you and me. You know what I mean? It's like a boys, a boys club where everybody is just yeah, let me leave it there. I said too much. I said too much. But yeah, no, you're not wrong in that thought whatsoever. It is a valid thought and it is happening. And after COVID-19 as well, what we experienced with the panoramic, more is to come. More is to come. I say these things and people just think I've got my tinfoil hat on, like I'm going crazy. But more is to come. If you don't heed my words, heed the words of God in the Bible. You get me? Yeah. Next question. God's image. This one I really liked because it's a very curious question. And I thought, you know what? Again, somebody out there might be wondering the same question that this avid listener for, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry, is asking, right? (laughs) God's image. It goes. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says that God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. This question is, who is us? Who is our? Why is God being one and only referring as plural? The answer is, God is plural. Okay? God has a son. His name is Jesus Christ. You get me? And there's a Holy Spirit. So though the the term Trinity is not biblical or whatsoever, and it's like a label that man has really put on the Godhead, but there are Godhead three in one. You get me? And by three in one, it doesn't necessarily mean it's one body, right? Some some argue is like my little brother, he, he said, right, it was one person and or being because god's not a person god's god and i wholeheartedly disagree um god is plural he's got the son and there's a holy spirit and when god was creating man in genesis 1 verse 26 um let us make man in our image he was literally god was speaking to god (laughs) because christ is the lord he's god um He's a son of God and he is God. And it was basically like how I would consult my sister and say, let's do this. Let us do this. That's exactly what was happening. Um, but it's it's a, a little bit of a tough thought to process because you're thinking, what? But yeah. And let us meet man in our image. It means that the mouth you've got, where you're ears your mouth your eyes your nose where these things are positioned that's the likeness of god god has a face god has arms you know what i mean god has a smile teeth so whenever you're thinking oh i'm so ugly oh i'm not unique yes you are yes you are you are created in the image of god you ought to respect yourself you get me um I know it's it's a little bit confusing and the reason why I can even say that God is an us, right, is because the son of God consults with his father. The son of God stands between man and God the father as an intercessor, right? So when you send up your prayers, when you pray, there's an intercessor, there's somebody who is contending on your behalf to God the father. You get me? Um, that's how I can really explain that without getting too deep into it and falling into a rabbit hole. Well, I'll probably lose every single person, but God is God and God 
is on us. And yeah, there are physicalities, you know, Jesus Christ is a entity, a different being in a different body. And God, the father is different in a different body. How do I know this? Because Jesus sits on the right hand side of his father. The Holy spirit is in us on earth. And the Holy spirit is that, I would say that conviction voice. I don't know if you ever noticed that you are usually in a tug of war between two decisions, right? And the two decisions usually fall between good and bad. This decision will be good for me, albeit I will probably be broker, but this decision will, will be, will make me rich, but I know that I am breaking a couple of, you know what I mean? I'm breaking a couple of policies, regulations, you get me? So that tug of war, that's the Holy Spirit. When you get convicted, it'll be like, yeah, but Tawanga, you know the right thing to do. The Holy Spirit is convicting you and the Holy Spirit works within you. And yeah, yeah. Hope I haven't lost everybody. And I hope I've kind of like, I don't know, like explained it in such a way that is understandable. But if I haven't, at me, at me, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it and I can try and explain a little bit more. Oh, I didn't realize that this is going to feel a little bit insecure because I want to like put my best foot forward in terms of like informing people and being informative. I didn't realize it was going to actually going to be tough to answer these questions. But when I'm talking to my dad and I'm talking to my family, I can, I can go on and on and on. But I think I'm getting a little bit self-conscious because... I want to explain it in a way that anybody can understand, a believer, a non-believer, somebody who has been believing for years and somebody who hasn't been believing for years, somebody who's been stuck on this point for quite a while. So it's quite insecure because when I'm speaking to my dad and my family, it's under the knowledge that we all know these things. So we just kind of like are having a deep chat and affirming each other and going, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it's like really nice. But in this context, yeah, I am feeling a little bit exposed a little bit and secure. but I hope I can do it justice or oh, I have been doing it justice next question I think this is going to be my last question it says quick question I don't know too much about the bible but I've always wondered how God can send people to hell where they're tortured for eternity does he not feel empathy for them isn't he supposed to love everyone no matter what I thought to include this question because think about it okay think about it if god can say let us create man in our image do you think that god would want man to burn for all eternity that is harsh yeah that's nasty that is not like the loving god that is portrayed in the bible so the shorthand answer for this is the hell that is sold to many people doesn't exist. Yeah. There is no life after death whereby you go to heaven or you go to hell, or you go to purgatory. That is like the teachings I would say that started off of Catholicism. And I know that saying all these things might get me in huge trouble, but the Catholics really started this, that started this trend of saying that there is purgatory. There isn't right. Biblically there isn't. And to a heavenly God, there isn't purgatory because that would make no sense then for us to even 
plead with people and say don't kill yourself because if everybody dies and goes to heaven if they are in a better place then bro <laughs> like I would have jumped off a bridge time ago life is tiring <laughs> but when you die you die you're in the grave yeah grave has you but that death is not a final death one day everybody who is dead will resurrect and we will be judged according to our deeds. You understand me? So the hell that the Bible talks about is not this eternal torment kind of hell. That does not exist. That would be nasty, like I said. The hell that the Bible talks about is death. It's, it's, it's death. The fight, it's just final death. No longer having the promise of living again or raising again. It's just a second death. So you can die today. You will rest in um, in your grave. You'll go to sleep in your grave. And the first death is just considered sleep. You're just resting. That's why we say rest in peace. But one day you will arise, right? Those who fell asleep in Christ will arise and they will get the eternal reward. You will live for eternity. Those who fall asleep wicked will rise and they'll get judged and they will get cast into a lake of fire so to speak but you only burn according to the things that you did how wicked you were for example if all your life from when you were born for one reason or another right you were just wicked and you did wicked things um and then you end up dying and <clears throat> you get resurrected or you don't die by the time Christ returns then you would burn for a significantly longer period than somebody who was just a gossip and told lies all the time. You understand the difference? So there isn't an eternal burning, but the hell that the Bible genuinely speaks about is the eternal death. There is an eternal reward, which is life, and there's eternal hell, which is death. It's final. No one can unfinalize it. No one can say, yo, rise up again, come back to life. Even though there was a final death, it won't happen again. So the choices or the, the what it falls down to in this day and age where we're at is your choices. Do you choose pro-God or do you choose pro-the world? Now, if you don't choose pro-God, you are automatically choosing pro-the world. You know, and if you're choosing pro the world, then I'm sorry to say, but you are choosing pro the devil. Oh, but Tuonga, the devil doesn't exist. Yes, he does. With every good, there's a bad. With every bad, there's good. You know, lies. With every lie, there's truths. You understand what I'm saying? It's a spiritual warfare. Nothing that we experience in life is without spiritual warfare. So next time you're tried, you're stuck in a decision, consider the decisions that you're really making because one is good one is bad it's the big difference between um heaven and hell basically eternal life or eternal death so there isn't a torment and torture because imagine somebody died and when you die you go to hell and you're burning for eternity don't you think you'd get used to that at some point don't you think it would just be home <laughs> don't you think you'd just be like ah my body has adapted, <laughs> you know, so at some point you'll probably be burning. But if it's eternity, you'll just be like, this is how I exist now. I don't know any different. It's only probably when you think about it too much. That's when you remember that you are burning. But that's not God. That's not who God is. And actually, he doesn't take joy in the fact that people will be damned to hell. 
will be damned to eternal death. That's why the Bible is written. That's why God calls for people to believe in him. But uniquely, the thing that God created with all the angels and all the inhabitants of the earth, human beings, he created every single being with free will. And the free will is the choice to believe in him, the choice to choose him or not. That's it. That's your decision. That's as far as it goes. Do I trust in God? Do I believe in him or not? Right? The quarrel isn't even, do I believe in him just a little bit? It's completely his teachings, his writings. Because to believe in God is to realize and recognize that the devil is real and the devil exists and the opposite of everything that God is exists. Now there is God's will and there is the devil's will. Now it's not God's will that people should kill each other, but that's the devil's will so that you can miss out on eternal life. You understand? Because let's not forget that the devil once dwelt in heaven. Because he was created with free will, the devil perceived a thought whilst looking at God, looking at Jesus, yeah? Because Jesus and God would be consulting with one another and he was left out just as an angel who was an appointed angel higher than all other angels, but he wasn't God himself. So he wasn't part of the God club, the Jesus and the heavenly father, um, God the father club. So he would watch these things and instead of looking at his position and going, you know what, I've got a very high position here. I'm satisfied with this. He perceived the thought of, why can't I be involved in that? Furthermore, why does he get to sit on the throne? Furthermore, why? Why makes what makes God special that I can't have what he's got? So the Bible says iniquity was found in Lucifer's heart. Now evil was born because he was created with free will, and from that free will, he was cast out of heaven because God is God. God is the creator of the heaven and the earth. Now, I don't know anybody who would allow a bad employee to keep working in their business. You are the CEO. You've built that business from the ground up. And then somebody decides, oh, why does it have to be this way? I'm going to change things and starts making things hard for people and recruiting other employees to make things tough for the business. At some point, you would say, you know what? You're sacked with immediate effect. Yes, that's a similar concept. God cast Satan out of the of heaven, right? By then man is created and then Satan decides, you know, he deceives some angels in heaven who also had free will. He came on earth, deceived us, and we sinned. And here we are. Evil has grown from when Satan conceived the thought of I will exalt my throne above your throne, God, and above all the stars and all that stuff there. Here we are. Evil has grown. People kill mercilessly. For what? Right? People rape mercilessly. For what? People abuse children. For what? You get me? Now, that is not godly. And that can't exist in heaven. That can't exist in heaven. Um, but because God is God, he's given everybody the opportunity to make decisions for themselves. Okay? And that decision will be the deciding factor of whether you go to heaven or you go to hell. Again, hell is not burning for eternity. It's not. The only thing that's described as burning for eternity forever and ever is the devil himself. And, and, um, and those who the devil had recruited to deceive the masses. 
Now I could go into this, but the Bible says the beast. Now somebody will be like, oh, Tonga, who is the beast? What is the beast? What's this all about? It's all prophetic, symbolic um, language used. But I will tell you straight, the beast is <laughs> the church that is responsible for deceiving many people religiously, right? And that is Catholicism. That is the papacy. That is the Vatican, right? If you don't believe me, look it up. Or if you don't believe me, let's talk about it. Pop up. Open book and I can explain further to you. And I'm pretty sure at some point in the podcast walk, in the solo podcast, I will explain it further to you. But that is the truth. It's the truth. And it won't ever stop being the truth. The truth is the truth. You get me? Um, and because of this, many people believe a lot of, have a lot, many religions and beliefs have a lot of traits that Catholicism have because they birthed pretty much a lot of them. So, yeah, that's that. I hope I've answered these questions. I hope it's been quite informative. I feel like I've rambled on a little bit. And again, I'm getting a little bit insecure about it because I'm going to have somebody who studies the Bible basically for breakfast, lunch and dinner. They'll be like, uh -uh, you're wrong. Try again. <laughs> but let's talk about it. Come, let's reason with one another. And I've got a lot to learn anyway. So I'd be happy to go through this with somebody. Have I got a quote? Um, I do not have a quote, but. I have been saying this for a very, very long time now on my Instagram, and that is seek God. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.